0: Pretender by Nolana Mar. I'm tired of pretending, I explained to him, hoping that he'll understand, praying that he won't leave. I don't open up to people often, and I've waited six months to open up to him. It could be my fear of trusting people, or an irrational fear of my own emotions, It could also be both, working together. Either way, I'm frustrated with myself for so much as speaking right now, and I struggle to keep eye contact. The words in my head are heavy, and their weight's becoming equivalent to the weight of his stare, or his hand on my thigh. Well, you don't have to pretend for me, he says. I know he means it, but I question it. Letting thousands of question marks join the words that are already in my head, adding to the weight. I'm so tired of life. I pause for a bit before he starts creating circles on my thigh with his thumb. A small sign of encouragement for me to continue. And I don't think that you could understand, even if you wanted to. I think I've been pretending for a while now. I continue, I don't even know who I am anymore, I don't even remember the last time I cried or had a genuine emotion, I mean, have I ever even cried in front of you? The circular motion on my thigh stops, I look at him, and he looks stunned, like a frozen moment in time, no, but what does that matter? His voice tenses, his hand leaves my thigh, and I know that he realizes just how much it does matter. You've never seen me cry, and I don't know how to not pretend, how to not push down my emotions. I don't know how to cry. My voice cracks as I finish that last sentence and tears well up in my eyes, but I don't let them get any further. I blink them down and swallow the rock in my throat. He doesn't say anything. It makes the rock a little harder to swallow. I know this part of the story. This is the part where my best friend for the past six months leaves me telling me I'm too much to handle and that they aren't ready for a relationship with me or maybe even anyone. I watch as he opens the passenger door to my gray Honda. He doesn't say anything. He just leaves the car and starts heading towards the garage of his house, but he passes the garage. And instead of opening the garage door, he moves to my side of the car and opens my door. He leans over me, unbuckling my seatbelt, and pulls me onto the cool concrete of his driveway I let out a breath I didn't even know I was holding. He wraps me in his arms, and my legs drape over his onto the concrete. You can cry, Cameron. He says, I'm not going anywhere, he whispers into the crook of my neck. The warmth of his whispers feel nice against my skin, and his words break down all the walls that I spent years building. No tears fall from my eyes, but I no longer hold down the rock in my throat. It comes up in the form of a choked sob, and before I know it, the tears are rolling down my cheek to my neck. I'm just so scared of this, I choke. His silence urges me, telling me to continue. I'm scared that, that this is what it's going to be like for the rest of my life, fight after fight, barely getting enough room to breathe. What if, What if I'm going to have to... What if for the rest of my life, I'm going to have to act stronger than I am? He can tell I have nothing more to say, but he can also tell that there is nothing that he could say to comfort me. So he sits there with me, and I break and crumble in his hands, and he runs his hands through my hair, rubbing circles on my knee, and leaving small butterfly kisses on my forehead. And right now, this is enough. Right now, I'm okay. Right now, as I sit here, my head lying on a freshly tear-stained shirt, I feel like I'm allowed to cry. And so I do. And it is the most okay that I've felt in a long time.